0: <laughs>
1: what the hell? I was gonna say like good evening, but I was gonna say like ghoul. I'm a little I'm honestly a little Oh drunk, Google, so.
2: cause of Halloween. I see. Wait, you say you're drunk?
1: I'm a little buzzed. I've had, like, two sires on a pretty empty stomach, I don't give a fuck. You understand me?
2: I do. I feel bad, because I kind of told myself that today I wasn't going to drink, like, because I, I had a couple of drinks yesterday, and I was like, you know what, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, you know, have drinks multiple days in a row, and then otherwise I'm just going to turn into my parents, and so... Um, Wait, are we recording? Let's
1: just say, hey, what's up? <laughs> a little behind-the-scenes <laughs> peek at episode 91 of your favorite fandom-based podcast with two best friends with the same first name it's random fandom with
2: brandon 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 how a, are you wait that's a very specific category we're your favorite yeah. fandom-based podcast with two hosts with the same first name tell me where I'm, where I'm wrong um well there's the uh the our favorite movies podcast with bradley and bradley shut up is that a real thing no, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, honestly, if you say it, or
1: if you can imagine it, it's probably
2: out there somewhere. I'm sure, dude, I guarantee. There's you know, probably like, another some, like, podcast with two Brandons as hosts. There's I could there. imagine some, like, n- like Nicaraguan
1: teenagers, like, somewhere in the world, just be like, wouldn't it be funny? But they'd be speaking to Nicaraguan. They're like, <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if – um there was like this podcast that just talked about like a bunch of bullshit and it struggled to stay relevant for four and a half years. And it was named the random Phantom <laughs> with Brandon and Brandon. <laughs>
2: oh, and they, they're like, yeah, let's start that. And they, they looked it up on SoundCloud because we're not on iTunes or anything or Google or any of the big ones. And, no, we uh, are. We are. Oh, we're, we're on iTunes. We're not on yeah, the. Yeah, leave us a five-star review, by the way. And uh, and then they're like, oh, no, somebody already took it. And uh, obviously they're they're a big deal. So we shattered their dreams.
1: <laughs> take that uh hey thanks for being back here with us uh it's all things fandom whether it's well whatever you you know what we do by now if not then go back and listen and you'll get a sense of what we're doing but today brandon uh being that you know it's still the age of covid and we're still doing this over zoom and uh things are always getting delayed but something that was not delayed that actually kind of just like surprised announced and dropped and we're ready to talk about it borat two subsequent, subsequent movie films. Films. yeah pretty funny movie and i gotta say the last uh episode we did was largely based on the offerings of amazon prime and here we are again eating oh, at yeah, their that's table
2: right. that's two yeah. amazon prime focuses for us yeah what are great. you doing
1: netflix get on your shit <laughs> back you in our good graces
2: netflix has done so many good shows but they've done so many
1: so many good shows though too well,
2: I, well that too but i mean they, i feel like they are all about quantity over quality lately and it's really hard to even know out of the hundreds of new Netflix shows. You're like, okay, which one, is which worth, one is worth my time to try? Yeah, like then, you have to do research just to figure out which ones are getting decent reviews, and it's almost too it much does. to keep up with.
1: Yeah, where Amazon doesn't have the huge library, but it's a little more straightforward, and there's a little more almost familiarity or reassurance with their stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that uh, I have a Netflix subscription and that I'm sharing a friend's. Uh, Amazon Prime subscription.
2: Yes. So okay, we're talking we're talking Borat subsequent yep. movie film. Then And that's kind of our main topic, right? We got a couple news things here and there that we'll get into, yeah. but that's it, right? I it's think just, so. Yeah. A, Episode ninety one
1: inscriptor- is to, is a little more uh, loose today. We're lo- loose leafing it rather than being bound in 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 leather. Although yeah. don't ask me what I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> hello. Uh, what are you doing this weekend? Doing... I'm going to a gay BDSM club.
2: Okay. I... Yeah, we'll
1: yeah if there. you couldn't tell by being ba- bound in leather. Yeah, I'll see you there.
2: Remember that joke? Are you here to buy or are you just curious? Let's just say I'm buy curious. Oh, go buy us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, Job and Bias Tobias. Uh, yes. Yeah. And like the leather Actually, daddy so stores.
1: That show was so good in its first three seasons yep. and, and it's been very bad in its subsequent two seasons, but still more good than bad.
2: <laughs> we have used subsequent more times already in this episode than we have in any other episode. Subsequently,
1: we're going to keep using it. Let's see if we can get a few henceforth <laughs> as well.
2: As ah, we and transport. how about vis-a-vis and we can do everything that they taught they did at the end of the uh, second Matrix movie.
1: Ex post facto in that case. Hmm. Okay. I mean, it's after the fact.
2: So, okay, we're, we're, are we still in the intro here? We uh, we, we got to actually start talking about stuff. And in order to Let's do hunker that, down. In order yeah. to do that, we have to thank our fake sponsors real quick. Yeah, Brandon, do you want to tell us about this week's fake sponsor? Yeah, well, I'll let it speak for itself. But uh, it, was, it was an interesting email I got from this guy who, I don't know, man. The, the email he sent me was just full of this weird flowery language and and I just, it almost didn't make sense to me. And then I listened to the spot and I realized, oh, this guy's a pompous ass. So mm. uh, let's, let's hear the, uh, the fake sponsor spot for physical therapy.
0: Good day to you. I am Dr. Johannes Lyndon firthington IV. I've studied all manners of varying cultural modalities of therapeutic expression and the ensuing behavioral modifications the world over. I spent tens of thousands of hours with patients with a great many need and helped shape their psyche from a loose stool-like bowl of gelatinous pudding to a thick, rich, vascular rock-hard pillar of solid mind and body. So imagine my surprise when these patients of mine come crumbling back down to earth and relapse, returning to their broken states of mental disarray and unwellness. I simply thought to myself, how is it that this has come to be? So in response I immediately divorced all my wives isolated myself in my mountainous sanctum, and began formulating a new method of therapy, one the likes of which had never been seen before, and may yet never again. After ten long, arduous, strife-filled, cold days, I reemerged from my isolation chambers, remarried four of my five wives you, Eleanor, and held aloft my new course-corrective approach to therapy, but this time with the guarantee of long-lasting results. I call it physical therapy. It takes all the vital components of therapy as we know it, but adds the one distinct, glaringly obvious omission, physical reinforcement. Here now is an example of what my bold, prodigious approach to therapy sounds like. I hate the way my body looks. My boobs are
2: getting too big, and I feel really insecure.
0: I see. Janet, I want you to know something. What? The winds of change are about to blow. Now. Yeah, they're about to blow, and I need you to do something for me. What's that? Please, remove your sweater and perform 25 jumping jacks. Oh, okay. Good, Janet. I, Janet, what do you feel? I feel my boobs hitting my chin. It hurts.
2: They're flapping all around. Yes,
0: Janet. Good, embrace the flapping, for it is there that the winds of change will be blowing. Oh, it hurts. Five more, Janet. Five more. Good, Janet. Ride the wind, you fat bitch. My methods? Uncommon? Yes. Controversial? Perhaps. Effective? I believe undeniably so.
2: I don't know why my dad still looks at me like he's disappointed, and my job sucks, my kids hate me, and there's just so much pressure, and everybody wants something from me, and just take, take,
0: take- John! 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 I need to stop you right there. I have an observation. It feels like the world is pushing down on you. Is that fair to say? Yes. Well, push right back, oh. dammit! With force and resolve. I want you to give me 25 push-ups now! One, two. Three. Good, John. Do you One. feel the weight of the world pushing down on you? Yes, yes! Well, push right back! It's working! Good, John! Good! Embrace it's it! It's working! Now five more, you fat <laughs> bitch! Thank you. If you feel this has warranted my services, please schedule consultation for my resolute pioneering approach to therapy. It's physical therapy. Good day.
2: Very nice. Fake sponsor.
1: smash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey Brandon, how many legs do you have?
2: Six. <laughs> well then there's plenty oh, you mean to go around. Oh, I thought yes. you meant in my I thought you meant in my closet. Um, okay. <laughs> then two on me right now. And I and my
1: two. So we what I'm trying to get is we have a mulch two legs so we can
2: kick
1: <laughs> into the topic of the week. Formerly, now the topic of the episode. Oh, cool. Borat 2, subsequent movie film. Let's talk about it.
2: Borat, subsequent movie film. Delivery of pro- prodigious bride to American regime for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan what an uh, incredible you know what, title
1: yeah and what i liked about this there's no real spoilers it's hard to spoil a movie like this but we'll just you know give our thoughts without trying to give any way of the major plot points although if it's conducive to talking about some of the funniest parts and so be it um i love how it had a very fluid title the title changed depending on what the objective was or where they were in the story of the the movie and i thought that was quite funny you notice how it, like several different titles they're like oh, oh actually yeah. now we gonna do this
2: that that was pretty clever. Yeah.
1: It was, yeah. So
2: it was let's, just let's talk about yeah. this movie just as a whole and we can go into little details if we want. You know, I think this movie is exactly what I expected out of a mm-hmm. Borat film. But I almost was hoping because there was a lot of there was a lot of hype around how they pretty much embarrass a lot of the the hardcore conservative right. And Right. Me being a a liberal, I always kind of appreciate (laughs) that a bit. I mean, I'm going to be honest about it. Uh, And so I actually thought that they were going to take a lot more digs, and they really didn't as much as I expected. Um, But I also kind of appreciate that this movie might be poking fun at a couple of really conservative guys saying that Democrats are more dangerous than COVID, but they also... (laughs) give plenty of screen time showing that these two men can actually be very nice to this random foreign guy that they just found outside of a convenience store. And oh yeah yeah yeah. You know what I mean? Like and and um they they do that a lot, especially when it comes to, you know, the anti-Semitism that the Borat character has. But then <laughs> they make time in the movie to show with other kind of, without, especially with. there's a particular time with two, two older Jewish women, that they are very kind and that they can almost help break down that, um, that preconceived notion that this anti-Semitic person had, right? And so he, he does this in a lot of his movies where he points out racism and prejudice by just kind of facing it head on and almost just diving right in. And yeah. kind of, I kind of appreciate that. Like, and it, it makes it funny, but also palatable.
1: Yeah, no, it, it's meant to shed light, not just right. doing something for the sake of just being an asshole.
2: Right, right. And and I mean, it, it just helps that, it, especially if you see some of the things that Sasha Baron Cohen has said, just as his normal self, when he yeah. addresses this whole concept of, of, using comedy to to force people to recognize the racism that's out there. You know, he speaks about it very eloquently. And and it really makes you realize that he himself is not in any way like a hateful person. And he just uses comedy to bring it to the forefront and say, hey, it's out there. Racism, Racism is out there. And so let's like have a discussion about it.
1: Absolutely. And this movie did such a good job of furthering that from the first film, which was crazy to think that was already 14 years ago you know 2006. <clears throat> I, know. I mean he was in his mid-30s when they made that. Dude's like 50 now and he, he looked looks every same. bit the same yeah <laughs> and his accent it's just that's I, I will say he is will be a timeless character you know that character wrote just always in theory whether you're doing the voice or looking at the more introspective pieces like you were just bringing up will just always be a funny character you know mm-hmm. not just oh, reflective of its time like let's face it adam sandler his characters were funny for the time they don't age well they're not funny now that i'm in my 30s i thought oh you know Waterboy, he's got a funny voice you know when i saw it when i was like in my
2: teens right now you watch but, it and you're like oh that's this, actually this really messed up funny. for people with mental like issues. speech
1: impediments or yeah, yeah
2: and you know what I love
1: about this this time around when you're blending fiction and reality is uh, Kazakhstan, the actual nation, like banned the film originally and like denounced it. And now they're actually using his likeness, I guess, with somewhere along the lines with permission from whoever owns the rights to the, the, uh, the property now. And his phrase, very nice, to promote tourism to their country. They're like, hey, yeah. we're the same nation that was seen as in Borat come they're, check us out like, let's
2: just lean into it
1: yeah totally and uh i couldn't say enough how excited i was for this movie on such short notice too it was like early october they're like oh yeah by the way this is coming out and we're like what Where's that coming from i had no idea this was coming out and it wasn't like talked about it wasn't reported about and they're like oh yeah and it's coming out in three weeks to amazon prime better yet uh it's free with prime it's not like doing like yeah. the disney plus mulan thing where it's like oh this is only exclusively here for an additional $30 in addition to what you're paying. This movie was so worth it. They we even risked uh, disease transmission. We watched it together. Uh, me, you and your, uh, your wife in the same house, socially distance, of course, cause we care, you know, but I just thought that was like, it's probably going to be the last big movie for me this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially in well, this age of just
2: digital release. Well, because see, I, I, I don't think this will be the last big one for me. I am gonna at some point soon watch the new Bill and Ted. Um, the face oh, well, the music yeah, but one. That's
1: that's already been released. I'm just talking about henceforth.
2: Sure. Try to get henceforth in. Subsequently.
1: But,
2: so yeah, good use of subsequent. Yeah. You, I, you know what we should do is we should try to use subsequent as much as possible and then every time we'll just edit it in edit in some sort of crazy like horn sound, like brr. That's So we should do.
1: Wait, if we use the word subsequent too much, is it subsequent <laughs> abuse?
2: Subsequent abuse, yes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we should go to therapy. What was I was going to say, oh, you know, but yeah, I agree with you. The fact that, it, that, that the Borat movie came out and it was totally free was actually really nice, because I was half expecting to be like the situation with um, Bill and Ted, where it comes out, and it's like 30 bucks. And then... Did you
1: say- Sorry, did you say it was really nice? Whatever. It was it's very nice. Very nice.
2: Um, and yeah, I, that. By the way, that's Emily in the background yelling, "Very nice," because she heard you.
1: But well, hey, you know, six thumbs up as far as I'm concerned, right?
2: You know, in, in case, for those who don't know, Emily is my wife. My wife. <laughs> uh, uh. Right, I'm, glad we, I'm glad we decided not to do this entire thing in a Borat voice because I I don't think I can keep up with it.
1: It it would get obnoxious after a while, but
2: yeah. But you know, yeah. you know, something like something like Bill and Ted, right? Bill and Ted came out and it was thirty bucks to rent, which is kind of crazy, and it's Wait, gone to down to own. It, to own, I don't think they're doing it to rent. Gotcha. Uh, but and like, then, are you ever really going to watch it's it again? 50, it's fifteen bucks now, which. Um, I did it's end like, up paying for
1: it, but I haven't watched it yet. It's like catching a matinee show then, seven fifty a ticket. Yeah, it's, been, it's not that bad. A
2: you know, matinee, that's fine. And I that's mean, the, the the thing is, is they've got a, they got you know, especially when you make a movie that is made for theaters and then forced to not come out in theaters. You know, you look at Tenant. Tenant took a huge hit. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> uh, the uh, Lane's Christopher Nolan vehicle. Right. Okay. Yeah. Though you just didn't have a facial expression. I was wondering if you see that's the problem that tenant came out they don't you know they don't know much about it because it tried to come out in theaters and it bombed because nobody was going to theaters
1: yeah, no, sorry yeah and then they're like okay well did you release it and then they're like the number one movie in america i'm like well what's the measuring stick right Is that, now did they know? say that yeah i remember catching like a little online ad i'm like and then i looked up number and it's one like, movie in me- theaters Okay. Of, at your home, and it's like, well, that's eight million dollars. So yeah, obviously you're just gonna have to eat the L. But so it goes, you know. These are these are unprecedented times. I mean, I don't know if you heard or not, but uh, definitely no, we're looking well, at some.
2: Why well, what's uh, happening?
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, without going into like beat by beat, scene by scene, this movie was hilarious from start to finish, uh, and you know, you might have like if you read just an article before, you might have heard that like. Of course, uh, SBC, that's what I call, was every bit as funny as you would expect. Um, but this gal who played his daughter, what, a, what yeah. a scene-feeler.
2: Yeah, so I actually was just looking her up. Um, Maria Bakalova. The best. She's, uh, she's Bulgarian and she was hilarious. Yeah,
1: she, she really pretty much stole every scene she was in. And I just, I, I love the absurdity of this movie. And it's so just amplified from some concepts in the beginning of like this fictional look at Kazakhstan and just being so like out of touch with how things actually work, you know, when he's like, but you know, the Kazakhstan's number one doctor said that women only have a brain of a squirrel. And now in this movie, it's like (laughs) in cages, it's just so stupid. It's like so sophomoric humor, but done so well with a, just like, you just can't help but laugh at the absurdity and just the commitment to the absurdity. That's what really gets me. And I say, Oh,
2: go ahead. Well, I was just saying, and I love how they, they will use that absurdity to actually tell what ends up being a bit of a sweet story about a father who, because of this whole national issue where they don't treat women correctly, correctly, (laughs) they don't treat them in the correct manner humanely well humanely really uh, it, you know but through this journey that they both go on it's actually a sweet story about a father who actually builds a good relationship with his daughter over time and I, uh, and I, I think it's interesting that they are using this absolutely absurd you know setting to, to tell that story
1: I agree man and I, I thought that was one of the uh, the underlying charms of this movie you know when it's not just laugh out loud funny and causing you to do spit takes and all that just it was this like sweet story this movie compared to the first obviously this guy can't go out as borat you know because everyone would be like oh now they know him back in 2006 what percentage of the population actually knew who this character was maybe subscribers to hbo and you know the G show where it was just a skit Mm -hmm. obviously he became a worldwide phenomenon, for better or for worse, cultural pop culture, icon comedy fixture. So they and but they made fun of that. They made fun of the fact that like he can't this movie was going to be hard to do from a gorilla kind of like point of view, mockumentary gorilla style. So even if a lot of this movie was staged and the actors were then tasked with looking like they were actually, you know, being caught on camera and it was just like um, candid camera civilians react true reaction I didn't care I understood it I gave it that grace maybe some scenes were real some were fake I don't know I can't tell yeah. But I love the fact that he was in costume from being Borat in the majority of this movie anytime he would like go out
2: right saying that country like,
1: Steve <laughs> and that concert was
2: hilarious so I oh. was actually watching some interviews with him and did you watch the Stephen Colbert one yes So there's another situation similar to the one that you just mentioned where he's on stage and he's singing a song where people, you know, he's at a conservative rally. And so the conservatives find out that he's not who he says he is and that he's Borat. And they just get incredibly, incredibly angry, but like violent angry and actually come after him, jump on stage. Um, Apparently some dude like almost went for his gun And he had to run into an ambulance and just duck down. And the ambulance is like shaking because people are outside like hitting it and pushing it. Like people Uh got pissed. And so there are certain situations in this movie that I think to myself, is that real or is it staged? But then I see something like this, right? That didn't even make it into the movie because it was actually quite scary and it makes you realize, like, oh, no, this, this movie is straight-up real.
1: Yeah, they still do like, a lot of guerrilla-style filming, which is yeah. always...
2: Those two conservative guys that he was staying with, he stayed with them for five days, and he stayed in character the entire time. I mean, that's nuts.
1: Oh, that was later confirmed?
2: Yeah, that's what he said. Oh, well, hey, give him and the benefit of the doubt. He even told stories that how, like you know, at night, he would go into the room that they gave him and he'd have to like take off his stuff and he'd pull out his computer and he'd like start typing notes for the days and things to do for the next day. And he'd have this like lockbox in case they saw it. Like, he, you know, because it was anti- antithetical to what his character was. So that's um, it. that's what I'm saying, dude. When he starts talking about that stuff, I realize how hard and almost undercover he goes. he becomes the part uh what do they call it method
1: acting basically yeah all the more reason i really like this movie um i really feel like that the borat character didn't need this but i'm so glad we got it you know if they had only just done the one still stands up yeah and i was fearful with a lot of these classic comedies cult comedies whatever the right descriptors depend on how you feel about it like couldn't this can the sequel ever be as good? And I can think of playing examples where it clearly wasn't, especially this many years later. And this one, it was still so funny, you know? And RIP to Johnny the Monkey. That, that, that was my biggest takeaway, I think.
2: <laughs> I don't think that this is as funny as the first one because there's always no, that no, hurdle. That's not the right word, yeah. There's always that hurdle when you have a, a comedy that's based on a character, right? Like where the characters themselves are so funny that that they lose that that edge of humor based on the character alone in the second or third films or so on And and a
1: character like that was only most really best served in short format and borat was short format up until the movie but then when the movie came out you're like oh this actually works in a full length and i still think it held up for the hour and 40 minutes it occupied right yep
2: Austin Powers is another one of those, right? Like the first one was so hilarious because of the character and the second one had to basically just pump it full of more jokes to make it funny because the the character itself couldn't carry it. Yeah. But in this case, I felt like they did a good job of of making it just as funny and his character, because it was so many years later, it was a welcome, it was like, he was welcome back. Like I was, I wanted to see him again in a movie.
1: And they accounted for that right off the bat in actual the timeline of if you're living in the movie world, too. Right. You know, so yeah. just what a success. What a gr- great, success. great Actually, success. How about you know, how about great successor? It was not a successor oh. like it didn't take it, but it was a great sequel. You know, so. Just great sequel. i loved it i thought it was the perfect spend to a friday night if you at any point in your life were entertained by borat whether the uh the hbo skits or the movie this is definitely worth your time uh can we give it the random fandom with brandon brandon seal of approval
2: yeah (laughs) seal
1: Signed, sealed and delivered i was thinking you know borat legit to me is one of my personal like if someone said like if an alien just showed up on Earth, you know that old argument, and said, in um, an alien voice, I don't want to do an alien voice, I'm too tired for that, but said like, I need to know what is considered human Earthlings funny movies. What <laughs> are these funny movies? I'd be like, well, Anchorman, Team America. Mm-hmm. I personally would even throw in Half Baked, but definitely Boram, Like if you, oh, I love Half Baked. Look- yeah, um, the critics sure shit didn't, but. That's because they're not cool. But I would say Bora is like a top five, especially for how it was done and, you know, the type of movie it is. It's top five for sure in my book. Um, This got me thinking like, what are some of the best funny movies? We've done like dives on comic book movies, superhero this, horror that, blah, blah, blah. blah. I don't think we've ever really stopped and touched on funny movies. Hmm. What are some of your funniest movies? What are some movies that just make you pop from the inside out?
2: Well, you named my number one, which is Team America, World Police. Yeah, I, that,
1: that's probably a number one for me too, bro.
2: The reason, I, I, I think, that, I mean, if we're talking about the funniest movies, not necessarily like the best comedies, because you can have a comedy that has like a really good story to it, and that makes it maybe a better movie overall. But if we're talking the funniest, Just Team like America. Just the minute. Yeah, yeah Team absolutely. America, World Police, Literally, I remember watching it in theaters and laughing so hard that I had no more um, air to, like, create a sound. And so I was just, like, laughing with no sound, if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, no, there's been times, and I think I remember feeling that same way at that movie, especially with the music. Like, what you're seeing on screen, what you're hearing the puppets say was certainly – absurd and funny as hell but then when the music hit i was just like i i i was i had nothing left i couldn't give anything more and yet i still the laugh reaction physiologically from my body was there yeah i'm with that yeah i think that is the funniest movie i've
2: ever seen i remember one time showing this girl that i was dating at the time uh that movie on dvd and i was like you've never seen it she's like no i don't even i've never even heard of it and so i showed it to her and the, every every joke in that I thought was hilarious. And I'd laugh, even though I'd already seen it like a couple of times at that point. And I'd look over at her and she just, nothing. Didn't get it. And at the end of the movie, she's just like, I don't know, I don't think it was that funny. She's like, I just don't get it. Like, and I, I knew immediately, I was like, this woman is this, this not last. for me. This is not going to last. <laughs> Needless to say, it did not. Um, oh. Oh, but uh, the fact that I can, I, can, I can watch it with my current wife and she loves it and she cracks up, then I'm like, all right. Why'd you
1: say, wait, 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 hold up. Why do you say current wife as if there's like, <laughs> it almost sounds like you're giving yourself an out for future reference or like my current
2: wife? Well, my future wife might not find it funny, which will make that's her good my future you... ex wife because that's a prerequisite. Take that, both of you, your current <laughs> and your future ex. So, speaking of, of funny movies, and, and I'm just thinking about Team America, and you can't think about that without thinking of The Creators and South Park. South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut?
1: Oh, I've got a horrible story about that one. Yeah, but yes. Oh, I love oh, it. I love that movie. It's a- Okay, let me ask you a question. Yeah. When did you see it, and with whom did you see it the first time?
2: I saw it with my
1: parents at a theater. Holy shit, I saw it with my mom, and my mom – when the penises came out and the tits and the all the the f words, I was just like, I literally got and we were in theaters. I remember we were at the old Rialto theaters on Summerfield. That's where I saw. It. That's no, where I shit. Saw. We, yeah, we might have been in the same show because that's where uh, my uh, yeah, like,
2: that's right around the corner from where my my parents live.
1: There you go. I got up as soon as the like the first maybe second you know, penis came out and I was like I. I got up and walked away from my mom, went like five rows back to where it was like out of sight and then sat down and finished the movie. And I didn't want to talk to her afterwards because that's not the movie to be seen with your parents or in my case, your solo right. parent, the mom. Can See, you speak to
2: that? In my case, my parents, especially my stepdad, likes uh, likes South Park in general. And so but he's they, conservative. Yeah, he's concerned. I mean, yeah. South Park isn't political. Well, they make fun they of They shots at everything. Yeah, they, that's they literally will make fun of everyone. Um, but he, he, he thinks South Park is hilarious, and so that was sort of he expected that. You know, when we went there, yeah. so there was no surprises. I don't remember feeling awkward. So
1: wow. Well, yeah. then you had a different upbringing than I did because when there's nudity and everything that was in that movie coming up about i was just like i this is the wrong person to be seeing this movie but granted i was like what like 15 or 16 so i just like i needed parent accompaniment as did you but yeah that that is that is a very very funny movie high ranking for me for sure the same people who brought you team america world police were the same people who brought you how many years previous bigger longer and uncut right. just just figures
2: um imagine imagine those two as writers in some old classic comedies like they get kicked out of the writer's room they they would get run out of hollywood (laughs) for sure they'd be so you mentioned half-baked half-baked is definitely one of my top i've seen that just so many times
1: special place in our hearts for sure it really does it's
2: dumb and dumber is the same
1: oh of course Absolutely. Some people hate that movie and I, in response, hate
2: them. Yes, that is the correct response. Hating people who hate things that you love is the (laughs) correct response.
1: By the way, yeah, we're going to get, I was going to make a joke about the election. But (laughs) yeah.
2: Um, So a couple of of other things, you know, I'm just now my mind's going, I'm thinking about them. Beavis and Butthead do America.
1: Oh, absolutely. I'm so glad to mention that. Yeah, because I
2: love Uh, that movie. We already talked about Wayne's World kind of separately, but that is actually an incredible movie. Zoolander. You mentioned Anchorman. Have you ever seen Wet Hot American Summer? Don't hate me? No. You haven't? Oh, wow. That's on Netflix. You got to see that. The series or the movies? Or both? Well, the movie st- it starts with the movie, and then the series was subsequent. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Only like half the times we say the S word, is that going to actually like, <laughs> are you going to or am I going to make that? Hey, this is more of like um, a well-done movie that happens to be funny, not just like a last-per-minute movie. But, dude, Steve Martin cracks me up, especially old Steve Martin. Oh. Two of his movies are freaking standouts above the rest. The Jerk, that movie is hilarious. I love love that that movie. movie. And then more of like a, a, sometimes like um, a thinker's comedy, but Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, that has some of the funniest scenes. And Michael Caine being like the straight British guy and Steve Martin just being the idiot con artist, it works so well. That is one of my
2: personal favorite comedies. I love that movie. Yeah, I I think both those movies are great. I mean, let's look back at some of the older ones too, because, you know, Airplane, I think is... Oh, just my God. a non-stop it's just it's like literally a joke every 10 seconds and I don't know how they fill a movie with it and then tell a story with that many jokes but they do it and it's it's incredible and yeah.
1: uh, and, they're, <clears throat> and they're pretty timeless too you know that movie is yeah. what like 30 plus years old by now and it still is like
2: it's just funny and it's goofy like you know Leslie Nielsen just has I mean, all those naked gun movies, the subsequent um, movies that he did. Burr, 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 burr. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all, this, all the subsequent movies that he did, like the naked gun movies. I, I just, I love that stupid, stupid style of comedy. I don't know how else like to say it. Yeah. Wait, like can stupid I, can jokes and puns. Even though
1: this isn't the, uh, the awesome quote in geek history, I forget which naked gun it was. But uh, one of his um, co-workers was, uh, meets up with him and he's walking, they're talking, they're like looking at a crime scene. He's like, oh, by the way, I understand your wife is pregnant again. Congratulations. And he's like, yeah. And if I find the son of a bitch who did it, I'm going to kill him. And I don't know why, but like I remember seeing that when I was eight years old and it just made me laugh. And it's like, I will still use that to this day. <laughs> just like stupid little stuff that just randomly sticks with you. Leslie Nielsen, that guy, ah, not so everything nice. was on the level of Naked Gun, but he always was just so funny and who doesn't remember lieutenant frank Drebin? good call good call i'm happy with that where does on your personal scale oh wait hold on
2: where does on your personal scale
1: i know some people love this movie i've seen it i'm like it's funny i don't think it's like iconic comedy but for you um caddyshack
2: yeah i agree i think it's a good movie but i would not in my opinion i wouldn't put it up at the top of my of my list like it's not a favorite of mine you know something like groundhog day to me is a better movie i love
1: bill murray is so funny
2: yeah you know i do love borat as that mockumentary makes me think about this is spinal tap oh how could you not like that movie original mockumentary comedy and i that there are times in that that when I, i i remember somebody showed me that movie and it was like, oh my God, you've never seen it. And I kind of was like, no, I mean, I've heard of it, but it's just not my, my type of movie. And he was like, We've, we're watching it right now. We're at, at his house and we, he put it in and we watched it. And I remember laughing so hard sometimes. like And, and then also it, it put together some things that I've heard about that movie. And I didn't even realize that they were from that movie. Like that Turn It Up to 11. I mean, it's it's an iconic scene and joke And now it's become this almost idiom of turning it up beyond where, you know, it can go. And that all came from that movie. So when I saw that movie for the first time, I was like, oh my God, I I feel like I've seen this scene already.
1: Yeah. I've heard that joke a
2: thousand times, but oh man, that movie, that movie made me crack up out loud in so many times, so many different areas.
1: What about Tropic Thunder? That is a funny ass movie.
2: I can't believe that somehow skipped over my mind, but I think Tropic Thunder, if I were to give a top five funniest movies, I think, I think that would be on there. I, I've seen that movie probably, actually probably about five times, maybe six in my life. And every time I just think it's so funny.
1: Yeah, It's, it, it's one it's, of those
2: that gets funnier every time.
1: Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you. If you had like done random fandom with Brandon and Brandon as like teenagers, like I mentioned earlier, I probably would have been like, "Oh, Adam Sandler movies." But then I know I was like in my late teens. I, I looking back at his catalog, the funniest thing about Adam Sandler—not to like get too totally off topic—probably was his CDs, actually his albums. His
2: CDs were really funny, like they're all And looking laugh back at, at like, and... some of his movies.
1: oh god, yeah. But looking back at his movies, I'm like, mm, no they were like just reflective of who I was at a time when my brain cells were still forming, but now everything's pretty solid. I'm like, no, not for me.
2: I I really do think that like some of the originals, like happy Gilmore, I mean, and, and honestly, Waterboy was pretty funny though. Also kind of messed up, but like (laughs) there, I mean, they were, I would say they were legit funny movies, but now you look at what he's creating. I mean, he just had that new hubby Halloween or something like that. And, it, and 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 the character it, he it's like why do you why why do you think it's funny to play characters that have like some sort of autism or something like that or you know what i mean like he, he keeps on playing these these characters with it's speech immature. impediments and that are that are mentally like slower it's almost like in today's it's, colonies, lazy. it's lazy and by today's standards man it's like you can't do that anymore people
1: well, you know, these movies already paid for. Like, they signed him. Like, Netflix signed him and his production, Happy Madison, or whatever that his production company yeah. is, to like a five movie deal. So the movie's already essentially paid for. So it's now just like fill in the blank. It's not like, hey, I have I yeah. need to make this badass movie and then go pitch it in the hopes that it gets bought, distributed, produced. No,
2: they're movies just like you make for.
1: whatever you want. Yeah, you're already paid for. Um, you know, we mentioned um, a lot of movies, but I'd be remiss if I didn't give shout shoutouts to um, oh 2007 uh, super bad super bad i love that movie and it's got like this like coming of age sweet story too in yeah. and around all the dick jokes and just the commitment of jonah <laughs> hill as like the, yeah <laughs> exactly i love that line um and then just when i was drawing a big veiny triumphant bastard about like <laughs> sketching dicks and stuff like that and it's relatable and That was like, that was some great film uh, comedy. I like how Uh, that's
2: relatable to you. Oh, dude, you didn't Uh, draw dicks on things? I mean, something like one in eight kids do it.
1: (laughs) See, there you go, you're quoting the shit. (laughs) Uh, Step Brothers, like back when Will Ferrell was like capable of making funny movies. Step Brothers is hilarious. I would say that just a shade underneath um, Anchorman as far as just like personal Mm -hmm. favorites, but uh, anything else we're missing?
2: No, I, I think we've we've touched on a lot. I think we need to.
1: Yeah, we're right around on. Halloween time. So, of course, like a lot of podcasts are like spooky stuff, but I'd rather laugh. 2020 has been scary enough, hasn't it? I know. Like, let's you
2: know, let's laugh. It, it, speaking of Halloween, yeah. I just recently lent a Nathan Drake oh, costume. Oh, I know where I you're had. going. Yeah, you see where Love I'm going it. with this? I I just recently lent my Nathan Drake costume to our friend Josh and he's going to dress up as Nathan Drake for Halloween and I thought well how timely considering Tom Holland we are now we just got a glimpse of him as Nathan Drake yeah I want to I want to hear your thoughts on it because I mean all we really have is like a picture at this point right but what do you think does it does it work for you?
1: It's a great picture. Um, <laughs> he looks he looks younger than the portrayal of, from you know the video games. Right. Um, I'm more excited to see who's going to play. Oh shit! I'm going to forget his name. Uh, Soli? No. Yeah. Yeah, Soli. Yeah. Sully. I'm excited to see who's, who they're going to cast as him. I, yeah. I think that of course Nathan Drake is the main character, but is kind of like the engine that keeps it all together and keeps things moving. I I love his character. Um,
2: he was, so yeah,
1: but. Yeah, he, he's a, and dude, I just, I have an affinity for the older guys in video games. I don't know why, but like, I love Marcus Phoenix, for instance. I love old Marcus from these last two games. As a, for instance, I just, I got a thing for old guys. <laughs> Quote me on so,
2: that. So, Oh, you're going to, I don't know if you'll like this. I just, I just, I am defeated. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm, this is a, a bit of a quiz, but I'm sure you'll get it. The person who plays Victor Sullivan Likes talking to farm animals. What? <laughs> hey, chicken! You're a chicken. What's that like? Say, how Mark do you mother fool me?
1: Yes. Get out of here! That's that's
2: that's just Mark Wahlberg is playing Victor yeah. Soler. I doubt it. I completely. What do you mean you doubt, doubt it? It's right here. It's on IMDb. IMDb can't lie. It's a part of their. Um... Well, because I don't
1: know if you've ever heard this oh. phrase, but card <laughs> subject to change. <laughs> nice card subject to change and if a card is subject to change then movie credits and roles and stuff like that is always subject to change because remember uh, what's his name was going to direct um, the last jedi night of star wars episode 9 but didn't and then jj abrams finished it up instead, and we remember how good that was
2: yeah but it sounds He's like they're i mean
1: they're already filming though right so well in that case bring him on put some prosthetics on him some like you know gray salt and pepper wig i'm cool with it
2: well I just and don't- Even if they need to, because think about it. I mean, Nathan Drake is younger, so Soli can be younger. You know what What I mean? This is like
1: a a prequel, because we never – well, I wouldn't say never, but we just get introduced to Nathan Drake as a guy who already does this stuff, and this is what he's about, and this is what drives him. I wouldn't mind, like, how he came to be. Hopefully it's just, like, better than Solo.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, it has to be. Uh, yeah, by by rule of
1: property for sure. But I'm I'm excited to see what Tom Holland can do. Um, you know, he's actually a pretty decent little actor. I watched that um that one Netflix movie of his with him and Robert Pattinson about like uh the turf war and like like religious overtones, uh devil all the time or evil all the time. That's straight to Netflix exclusive. That's the first thing I've really seen him dig into outside of Spider Man and the guy's got some acting chops, so I'm excited to see what he can do for this I think this he's role.
2: really good. And I think he's he's charismatic. I mean, I don't know if he – I can't really tell in this one picture that if, if he bulked up or not for Nathan Drake. He's not
1: a big guy regardless. If, no, he's if that, not. If you bulk up that stature, he's not a big guy. So he has to really talk with presence more than, you know, visual. Like a guy like Dave Batista, he's, he's just visual. I mean, let alone what he brings in acting chops. He's big. You notice him. He stands out. This guy doesn't have that same luxury. So he speaks with wit and persona. And I'm, I'm excited to see what he can bring to this role. I think yeah. Nathan Drake's like a
2: very cool role, you know? Me too. I mean, so I've, much so that I, I was Nathan Drake for Halloween several years ago. Well, it wasn't
1: Halloween per se. It was Comic-Con, which was in September. You might've reprised it for Halloween. Do you remember who I was? I, I was actually, actually just-
2: no, it's the other way around. I was him for Halloween and then reprised it at Comic-Con.
1: Oh, well, does that make me a bad friend for
2: not knowing the difference? It
1: does. Do you remember who I was when we went to our local toy and comic Yeah, you convention? were,
2: uh, uh, you were um, Walter White. Yes. It was or no, actually. Heisenberg, actually. You were, I'm sorry? You were Heisenberg, actually. Oh, okay, yeah. from Mental Floss. What? the real
1: what Heisenberg, the, the- assistant <laughs> behind Walter White's alter ego. Holy crap. My phone. Oh, did you say? Did you give it the prompt, though, to
2: give it permission to spy on you? No, I, I, I would <laughs> – to give it to permission to spy on me. I was messing around with my case. Just I do that where I'll, like, kind of fold the case off and on my phone. And I must have pushed, like, the uh, – Your mic? The, the, hey, look something up for me button, which I don't Wait, even know. Wait, hold on real is. quick.
1: Look, let there be silence for real quick. Just kind of hold your phone up to the monitor. Okay, Google. Ah, nothing. No, it's
2: no. It worked on my Google Home
1: over here. Well, you you wouldn't like what I'm about to say, so just as well. Oh yeah, don't. (laughs) Can you hear it? Did you hear it? (laughs) Yes, I can. I hate your Google Home, by the way. Hey, Google, shut up.
2: Wait, have you heard this one? I can do that. Oh my God, I like how my (laughs) Google, my Google Home, and my phone are are like both talking to me at different times.
1: Did you know that if you say okay google to whatever to, oh like listen listen i have my uh my little um kitchen display over here okay hold on let me turn the volume up. this is funny this is random okay
2: google fuck you sorry sorry about that anita to report a problem you can send feedback yeah mine just said the same thing cuz it heard you
1: <laughs> uh i love cursing at inanimate objects
2: uh huh yeah, like the elderly table or the elderly <laughs> <they don't clears throat> or, really or people in comas. Oh, oh burn. <laughs> All right, burn so this, coma.
1: this episode has been, uh, subsequently very nice. Um, do we and have anything else? Love of, the rails. Uh, well, then, and that's totally fine. Do we have anything else of substance to, uh, <laughs> sink our, our teeth into?
2: I don't think so, man. There's not much news. There's, there's no good games out. I mean, there's a little bit of news about, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 being delayed like 21 days, it's not a huge I think it's coming out like December 10th or something I can't remember exactly, but not a big Maybe deal. Maybe even
1: closer in time to Christmas, who knows, you know. I don't know what kind of sales get driven
2: that much closer to Christmas, but who cares? I mean, I don't think that's I don't think that's it. I think because no, that's not going to drive more sales to push it back. That just gives them less holiday shopping time especially since they're missing the whole black Friday thing, which is like the number one shopping day of the whole year, you know? So um, I don't think they would do it for business purposes besides really just having needing the extra time to make a better game or something like that.
1: You mentioned black Friday. I hadn't even thought about black Friday. It's only a few weeks away. And I felt like this time a year ago, we were already getting, getting bombarded with black Friday ads. I wonder, you know, regionally, city by city it can be f- differently felt but i wonder how different black friday is going to look this year
2: i mean it's all going to be online look-
1: i wonder if it's going to be black friday for black friday what what i don't know i was trying to sound deep just be like oh good point
2: dude oh good point dude <laughs> no <laughs> no, <laughs> no. The
1: i've been misusing <laughs> the <laughs> b- 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 I just did. okay thanks for getting us back on track
2: yeah all right so why don't we wind it down here
1: I really feel like winding down. This has been a high energy episode for not having, you know, a whole lot of substance. Wait, no, no, no.
2: Were you saying that you were about to say subsequent? All
1: right. Oh, by the way, uh, by the time this comes out, you know what will be out? Just future prospects. Mm. Mandalorian season two. Oh. And you can still use, but it's week by week. My subscription is going to expire. But until November 22nd, help thyself. It will literally be the first time I've fired up my Disney plus since Mandalorian season one ended, but I am excited for it. So it's like future Horizon, something I'm looking forward to.
2: See, I actually, I actually was firing up my, your Disney plus. Um, <laughs> it's ours. To, to watch some of the Marvel movies, not even the movies. I was just, I wanted to watch some of the incredible fight scenes, like the airport scene from civil war and, the final battle of Endgame. Like, I I just kind of had this desire to rewatch those. And
1: it's God. totally fine to geek out. And those were like some of the, the highest highs of which.
2: Oh man, Endgames, the last battle of Endgame makes me want to just like, cry every time. Just from, like I get goosebumps and I'm just like, ah, this is everything my geekiness ever wanted in this one scene.
1: It's incredible you are you are not wrong and i hope that everyone listens feels the same way if not about that in particular about something else that makes you just geek out and just hit that i don't know that release of serotonin in your brain yeah uh, of releasing serotonin all up in your brain brandon listeners uh shall we get into this week's shadow of the synopsis or this episode's <laughs> Shadow of the synopsis yes
2: so you're uh, gonna
1: read one to me I, I got one and you hopefully you get it Hopefully you got what I get to give. Oh, I will get it. What I got, I want you to get it, put it in you. Yes, please. All right. Here we are. This is either from a TV show, a movie, a video game, a comic. Listeners at home, can you and Brandon name this synopsis? An ordinary evening in small town Texas becomes a grisly nightmare when a horde of flesh-eating zombies go on the prowl. Cherry, a go-go dancer, and Ray her ex-lover, band together with survivors in a no-holds-barred effort to escape the carnage. The odds become a bit more even when Cherry, who lost a limb to a hungry ghoul, gets a machine gun appendage and lets the bullets fly.
2: Oh, that's the... um,
1: Yeah, you know this, but you know the title. Everybody knows this. It's the Robert Rodriguez one, right? The... I'm not going to say until you give me a guess. The part of the dual movie thing that they did. Yeah, that's fine. That's all well and good. But can you name the
2: title? Um, hold on. Hold on. The other movie was Grindhouse, wasn't it? I, um, I'm not going
1: to say, but look on your little Zoom window pane. <laughs>
2: What an asshole, get it. Oh, hold on. It's on the tip of my tongue. I have it. It's like terror or something.
1: That is literally one of the words in there.
2: That's what I'm saying. I... I... Planet Terror. Is it hey!
1: Planet Terror? Yes, it is Planet Terror. Uh, I want to do something like slightly spook inspired, but obviously it's not a scary movie, but it's just a fun grindhouse, as that movie has yeah. been associated as... Um, Fun little
2: movie. Good little double feature. Yeah, that was a really interesting way to do a movie. Yeah. I thought it it was kind of cool. It was retro cool. Isn't that where we saw Machete? Machete.
1: Machete? We saw the trailer.
2: Yeah, that was a preview
1: attached to that movie. Yeah. And And apparently they didn't have any plans of actually making that into a full-length film. But then they're just like, oh, I think we got something here. You know Danny Trejo is like
2: in his 70s and he's still like pretty ripped and sweet. I started watching the Flash TV show again, but I started at like the fourth season because I have seen the past three seasons like a while ago. Okay. And just halfway through the season, Danny Trejo just comes like pops in, and I'm like, "What the hell? Danny Trejo is in this now?" And uh, wait, he's uh, part of the DC universe. He's a part of the DC universe. You uh, know, He's from a different Earth. He- no he didn't. I did not know that. I've never yeah, wasted like a minute of my time. Superhero with the from person. a different earth. Okay, so now as we wind down, I'm gonna give us all an awesome quote in geek history, and, and it's gonna be awesome. I you thought promise. about this while we were talking about funny movies. I'm gonna play the quote from This Is Spinal Tap about turning it up to eleven. This is a top to
0: a you know what we use on stage, but it's very very special because if you can see, yeah, the numbers all go to... Eleven look right across the board 11, oh, oh, eleven most eleven of the and the amps it... go up to ten exactly does that mean it 's louder is it any louder well it 's one louder isn 't it it 's not ten you see most most blokes are going to be playing at ten you 're on ten here all the way up all the way up yeah. all the way up you 're on ten on your guitar. where can you go from there where i don 't know where exactly what we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff you know what we do put it up to 11, 11 exactly one loud why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder
2: these go to 11 all right everyone thank you so much for joining us today we we kind of just we, we rambled but we hope you like to listen to us rambling and just kind it's of the ramble fandom the ramble fandom with brandon
1: <laughs> dude i feel like i'm on bourbon in between this episode and when we get back to you next please stay in touch with us we have an email it's random fandomcast at gmail.com and then there's a twitter
2: at random so and
1: then there's there's all of
2: the joy that you can go back and listen to all of our you can episodes. also come to my house i live at 2847 no no no, maybe i should
1: uh, leave us a five-star review if you're on itunes and you're just like man how can i just make someone else's life better by taking two minutes of my time uh, a five-star review would help so go ahead or whatever star review
2: yeah yeah three is fine
1: <laughs> three to five stars that's all we ask if we've yeah. earned it give it to us god bless america um okay here's okay. to hoping a great halloween for everyone thank you for being a fan of our fandom
2: and stay geeky everyone Subsequent